0: All right. We're back with another episode of Swag Tier. I'm Steven.
1: And I'm Megan.
0: And we are just a few days returned from PAX East 2016, which in the last episode, we said that Megan was not going to go to.
1: And I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, like, I think we we discussed it right after the episode.
1: Well, it was building up during the episode, because I was just like, oh my god, what am I missing out on? <laughs>
0: you're missing out on the waifus, you're missing out on a panel of, you know, you had, what you had said were your favorite people in the world.
1: I don't know about the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> your favorite people are PAX?
1: Yeah, my favorite people are PAX.
0: <laughs> so you actually were able to hit up all of the panels that you wanted, and you were able to hit up the XP panel as well as the waifus panel.
1: Yeah, um, not all the panels I wanted. Those were the ones that were the most enticing. Mm,
0: the big ones.
1: Yeah, the big ones. But I also wanted to go to the game show night on Saturday night, which was Price is Right style, followed by a Family Feud panel. All right. And then I missed those since I was at dinner.
0: And we were able to make up for it by going to the Quiplash panel. Yeah,
1: I was just going to say the Quiplash panel was definitely an entertaining panel. <laughs>
0: So for people who aren't familiar, Quiplash is a...
1: It's like a Cards Against Humanity style game, but all fill in the blanks.
0: Right. There'll be a prompt for two players out of the, let's say, six to uh, give answers to. The other players will vote on what answers the best. They'll get points for that. And what worked really well in this panel setting is that an unlimited number of players can connect on their phones in a browser to also vote along and points will be given based on what percentage of people voted for each answer and this was played by a whole bunch of people i think it was paul and storm chris Straub, then Tycho and your friend nika harper
1: yep so they got the audience playing connected to the web browser as well as the people watching on twitch oh right yeah it was a a lot of people. Because I remember watching the number, because it tells you how many people are participating. The number mm-hmm. got up past like a thousand or something. And I was like, yeah, no, there's no way there's a thousand people sitting in this room right now. I'm about to have a <laughs> panic attack.
0: All right. I think those, those panels capped at like 500 people, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you randomly bumped into Nika again. Yeah. Right. As we're about to leave.
1: Well, and so she said, she claimed that she was shouting after me down the hall. And she may have been, I didn't hear anything. She probably was. I mean, I don't know why she'd tell me that if she wasn't. But I must have been so absorbed in whatever the hell I was doing. Maybe, like, reading fan fiction while I'm walking or who knows what.
0: Which happened.
1: Yeah, a a couple times. You know, you're waiting in line. It gets boring.
0: Exactly. I actually completely empathize with not seeing people trying to get my attention. And uh, not seeing people
1: not trying to get your attention, like when we ran into (laughs) Yee. on the last day
0: I, I have the worst like person recognition or, or I, I just have the blinders on when I'm at these conventions and like I would say 99% of the time people are getting my attention and being like oh hey Stephen rather than me noticing them and calling out to them yep it's kind of bad and amazingly consistent
1: <laughs> well at least you have that going for you <laughs>
0: oh gosh <laughs> Right, so we we met up with Nika right outside the merch booth and
1: took some. Uh, picks. I actually,
0: yeah, she kind of developed a little crowd too as we were talking with her. Yep. And I then used some of that time to wait in line for one of many pieces of swag that I brought back. In this case, Lyft, the car share service, had a like a little spin the wheel giveaway area um, right in the main lobby. And we all played in order to get these adorable hot pink cuddle stashes, which are basically just like plushy mustaches, I guess.
1: Yep. So what is ride sharing? Is that like you share a car with somebody else?
0: Oh, no, I really meant it's like a taxi service.
1: Okay. So I was thinking like you just get in the car with somebody else who just happens to be going in the same direction as you. And I was like, "Mm, this doesn't sound like something I actually want. You can have your credits back. (laughs) <laughs> since steven gave me a friend code to sign up
0: that is actually the sort of next evolution of lyft Ugh. originally it was just a taxi service the second version um, which is an option in the app called lyft line will pair you up with someone who with another rider who is headed in the same direction oh, and God. you'll both get a discount on your ride even though you're still being taxied which is I know for you, it sounds like the op- complete opposite of what you want. Like, you you want less people.
1: <laughs> Why meet one stranger when you can meet two? The driver <laughs> and your passengers.
0: <laughs> I always have a good time with it, but I have a very different disposition and outlook. Ugh. So for me, I, I actually love waiting. I don't want to say I love waiting in lines, because I definitely don't. Yeah, what and, the hell? <laughs> you know, my, my brother is actually the one who is more than happy to to wait one hour or two hours in order to wait for the most popular booths and get the most exclusive swag. But what I don't mind is waiting in line for a panel. When you're waiting in line for a panel at PAX, it's not a slow shuffling line that proceeds and inches towards a booth. You simply sit in a room and or sit on a queued off area. You don't really move around until the panel is ready to head in. And in that time I can make friends and I usually make friends by bringing out a board game and well, just teaching it, introducing the rules, and having a good time. So I actually did that um, a lot (laughs) on Friday and Saturday. There were a lot of really interesting panels that I wanted to go to. On Saturday in particular, I waited for the Witcher 3 Gwent panel for about an hour and a half. And that was immediately following my hour-long wait for the Mafia 3 panel. In those two panel waits, I was able to play Coloretto, which is a um, very compact game about collecting chameleons and passive-aggressively ruining other players' lives. And then I had played a game that I think you would have enjoyed more, Megan, called Monikers. Which is sort of like charades played over several rounds. Okay. You have a set of clue cards like RoboCop, Ceiling Cat, Ubermensch, and
1: what is Ceiling Cat? Why does that sound familiar?
0: A ceiling Cat is a meme.
1: That's what I thought, but where did it come from? Internet. Hmm. Okay, that's helpful.
0: <laughs> I'll link it in the show notes. Okay. It's super cute, except you know it's got a dumb cat in it. Yeah, it's a cat. <laughs> Uh, so the idea in Monikers is that you have a, a pool of 50 cards, you know, 50 clues, and you'll take turns trying to get the other players to guess your clue. I usually pay, play casually, so there's no pressure. You're just playing for fun, playing to have a good time. In the first round, you can say anything you want, do anything you like, including just reading the description of the, of the card, as long as you don't say the name of the card itself. Then once you're done with all 50 cards, you shuffle up the deck and start round two, same deck, same answers. This time you can only say one word. So maybe I say meme, and that rings a bell in your mind. Ceiling cat. Play through all the cards. Round three, you can only make gestures. You can't say anything. So this is like pure charades. So maybe you might mime a cat coming down from the ceiling or something like that. And that was monikers, and those were my panel weights. Are people good at that
1: game? I feel like that's really hard.
0: It definitely takes a certain kind of person. I actually did find it a little difficult for some players to get into it. But you sort of have an idea right off the bat when I mentioned that this is a charades style game, Mm -hmm. whether this is up your alley. And Mm -hmm, and, and definitely for both Colorado and Monikers, people will say, no, I'm not interested. And that's okay. Mm.
1: It seems like the kind of game that would be better with a group of friends where you can kind of like play off inside jokes and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. One of the good things about monikers is that you know the first round is very free form, so you, mm-hmm. it's typically easy to get the answers. Right. In the subsequent rounds, based on the way you've described things or the difficulty, you automatically form those in jokes about how it was described, and people recognize that. Oh, oh yeah, we did talk about that, mm-hmm. and it naturally creates a bit of camaraderie and bonding.
1: Hmm. Okay. Sounds fun. I'd try yeah.
0: it. We'll have it for PAX Prime.
1: Sounds good. Well, of course we have to play Bonanza. <laughs> uh,
0: the plant from your hand game.
1: Yeah, we, we <laughs> like that game. I like that game.
0: I'll bring that one too.
1: Okay. <laughs> and then, of course, we have to play Red Flags for the third time.
0: Oh, gosh, Since we've yeah.
1: played Red Flags again.
0: So it's Sunday, and we are, we're walking through the convention for the last time, this time with Adam, and... Just sort of like out of the blue, you say you want to play Red Flags.
1: Well, it wasn't out of the blue for me. I'd been thinking about playing Red Flags all weekend. Oh.
0: (laughs) So, you know, we don't head to the the tabletop area to find a copy of Red Flags, which I'm sure they have. Oh, yeah. No. We go to the Red Flags booth to have their abbreviated one-round demo. And it's from a developer who has literally told us that his voice is dying. And we're just like...
1: Teach us anyway. (laughs) Yeah. We don't know how to play this game. (laughs) Even though by now we're experts.
0: Yeah, I think we were literally commenting about a thousand horses. Right as we were about to hit the booth.
1: (laughs) Yep. Well, and so then the opposite of what happened to Joey happened to you.
0: Oh, gosh, yeah.
1: Where she had played something that she thought was great, and it turned out to be a red flag for me.
0: And this was the Thousand Horses.
1: Yeah, this was the Thousand Horses. And then you ended up playing something that you thought was a red flag that turned out to be pretty great for Adam.
0: So I had a red flag, which I thought was an actual red flag. And <laughs> that card read out, this person constantly watches porn all the time. I think it literally said, watches porn all, all the, the time. time. And I figure, Adam is not going to pick this card. There's no way Adam is going to pick this card. And then he picks that card.
1: Not to my surprise at all.
0: You just know him better than I do. Yep. <laughs> I forgot what your red flag was that you played on me. Uh... Was it like, she's 100 or something like that? Oh, yeah. It was
1: literally the <laughs> oldest person. Okay. Right. Li- the oldest <laughs> person. And my argument was that her tits would be dragging on the floor. <laughs> Or, and also, the other half of that argument was that Steven's cards that he had played was that she makes all your favorite dishes, like cooking dishes. And my argument was that her tits would be sagging into whatever bowl or pot or pan that she's cooking with.
0: They're not like a tie, Megan. That's not how it works.
1: A tie.
0: If so, she'll get a tie clip.
1: <laughs> a clip? Just think how much dust would be coming out of there. (laughs) Out of all the places.
0: It got really graphic. Yep. Very quickly. Yep. I probably brought animals into my red flag, um, which elicited a look of shock and mild disgust from the developer.
1: (laughs) That's true. He was kind of surprised by that one.
0: (laughs) And I figured, hey, like, this is a guy who's probably heard everything. He's probably seen everything.
1: Well... You shocked him.
0: I shocked him. What does that say about me?
1: Well, you like animal porn. <laughs>
0: hey, I'm simply raising exposure off the topic.
1: You're raising awareness.
0: Mm-hmm. and cat. I'm sure we talked about other animals before.
1: The thousand horses.
0: The thousand horses. Oh.
1: Think how much porn <laughs> that would make. <laughs>
0: this is not a red flag at all.
1: And all that hay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who wants to deal with all that hay?
1: Who wants to deal with <laughs> all that porn? <laughs> Speaking of animals, I gave my cuddle stash to Frisbee. Nice. Well, she kind of took it <laughs> when she nosed through my bag, but I let her have it.
0: And there, Yeah, there's no way you could say no to Frisbee.
1: Yeah, carrying a cuddle stash around the house. It was cute.
0: <laughs> we we ended up getting... Well, so this is the second time we've played Red Flags, and this is the second time you've said...
1: I'll think about it.
0: Yeah, then you'll think about it. The second time, you've decided not to get it. (laughs)
1: $30 is a lot for that game. Also, Joey and I have a collection of board games that are... Her collection of board games is growing like my collection of video games. They're all still in their shrink wrap, yet to be played. (laughs) And I don't want to contribute to that.
0: So what board games does Joey have that aren't open? I didn't even know she had board games.
1: Uh, She has board games because I buy them for her. Because she asks for them. So then I buy them for her, and then she never plays them.
0: So not Journey Through Europe.
1: Oh, God, definitely not Journey Through Europe. I don't care if she asks for that. I'll never buy it.
0: You probably could have taken that game from the convention. From MagFest. Yeah, from MagFest. I don't think nobody would have.
1: Right. Nobody would have noticed. (laughs) So I think her collection started with Cards Against Humanity. I bought her all the sets, including the bigger blacker box. Oh,
0: my God. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, so she has a lot. And they're all still in their shrink wrap. She actually has in her house a... She likes to decorate. And she's got this, like... I'm trying to picture it in my mind. a Kind of a dresser-drawer-type combination thing. I mean, it's basically a storage unit. And um, it's labeled for Cards Against Humanity. And I'm like, you took the time to, like, buy a storage unit and (laughs) label it out, but you haven't yet played this game. What?!
0: And, you know, the bigger, blacker box is the storage unit.
1: Yeah, well... That's,
0: that's the point of it.
1: <laughs> Why would she do that? That would make sense.
0: <laughs> that would require opening the game, and right, that's, that's clearly it. not something she's interested in doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there's Cards Against Humanity. For Valentine's Day this year, I bought her Ascension.
0: Right, which she had played, and she no, had, like... No, no? she
1: never played Ascension, but she likes oh. Dominion a lot, hmm. and I assumed Ascension was similar, maybe a little more challenging than Dominion.
0: Yeah, very similar. Yeah. A similar feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So she loves deck building games. We also have not played Cuisine a la Carte again since we bought it. <laughs> uh, so we we did play it once at MagFest. We got kind of testy with each other because we were oh. arguing about the rules. Oh, boy. And we haven't played since then. Mm. Yeah.
0: Contentious.
1: Yeah. So there's that. I also bought her code names since she loved that so much at Pack South.
0: Right, right.
1: And that's still in its string wrap.
0: And, and that was rare at Pack South.
1: <laughs> you want to tell that story?
0: <laughs> so we're at Pack South. And is this, it wasn't the last day, was it?
1: I think it was Saturday.
0: It was at the very tail end of Saturday. We've just played Codenames, I think. Did we?
1: Yeah, I think... Well, we played with that big group of people, but I can't remember... We must have played it first, because I don't think Joey would have wanted to right, buy it. You she wouldn't but, have wanted
0: to buy it. Yeah. So we've just played Codenames. We had a good time with it. Uh, apparently, Joey had a great time with it and wanted the game. <laughs> <laughs> Not great enough of a time to want to play it after Paxo. south
1: <laughs> <laughs> True.
0: <laughs> so, great with an asterisk next to it.
1: And a question mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, with an extra space and then a couple more question mark mark. yeah so we head to one of the board game vendors there um, who had a big stack of code names in stock at least they did earlier in the convention when we get there we don't see it at all and so we're like well this is really weird but maybe we can just sort of like ask and, uh, you know, like see how much it costs. And, and we can compare that against the Amazon price, whatever, whatever. It's, it's not going to be difficult to, to get a hold of it. So you're talking up the, the guy behind um, the counter. And by counter, I just mean like... Table. Two picnic tables that have been set up. Right. So you're talking with him. And while I'm sort of off to the side, I see that underneath the table on top of just like a big plastic bin... There's like another copy of Codenames. So without even thinking, I just go under the table and pick up this copy, which is sealed, unopened, and I'm looking at the price. And I, I show it to Joey and Megan, and I'm like, oh, uh, you know, it looks like it's $20. You know, do you want to get it now? Or do you just want to order it online later? And then out of the corner of my eye, I see the cashier, and he's giving us a really funny look. Like, his eyes are sort of squinting and confused. He's looking at this copy of the game like it was, I don't know, like like, like something. Oh, I, I was going to, there's like a, a golden fleece. Don't ask me. <laughs> like a Lilliputian? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a horse, a gift horse? Right. Or a baby in a cradle?
0: So he's looking at this. Like, I just pulled gold out of my butt.
1: Like you just planted an airhead and it actually grew something. <laughs>
0: exactly. So he's looking at this not red airhead. And he he looks at us. He looks under the table. Looks back at us. <laughs> he looks under the table again. And then he's, he's just like, uh, where'd you get that? <laughs> and... I think I have to say, oh, it was just under the table there. And he, sort of embarrassedly, he's like, oh, uh, sorry, sorry, that, that's not for sale. And we're just like, oh. Shit. Okay. Sorry about that. And we hand the game back to him.
1: And we shuffle off because we're just as embarrassed. <laughs> At least I was.
0: Hey, no harm, no foul.
1: Hmm. I don't know why he didn't just sell it to us, to be honest.
0: He was probably keeping it for himself.
1: Well, doesn't he have a stock?
0: <laughs> Honestly, he could have just bought this on Amazon himself. I don't know oh. why. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he maybe he has store credit as part of working here. I don't know. So Joey enjoyed Codenames, but has not opened it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. And I feel like I've gotten her other games.
0: So definitely don't get her red flags. <laughs> I will not be opened.
1: I wouldn't get it for her. I'd get it for me. And I'm not completely innocent here either. I think I bought poop like two years ago
0: Mm -hmm. at this
1: point. Was it two years ago or was it just last year?
0: I think it was last year.
1: Yeah, I think it was just last year. Never mind. Well, either way, I still, I bought poop a year ago. Poop the card game for (laughs) reference. And uh, that's still in its plastic wrap as well. (laughs) I bring it with me everywhere, hoping that I'll have an opportunity to play it. Like I bring it to all my gaming conventions. Like I brought it. I'm sure I've brought it to work before. Yeah, I definitely brought it to work before during training last summer. And nope, still haven't played it.
0: You just need to wait on more panels. Yeah. And make more random friends. I those. need to
1: wait in line with you. I think that's really what needs to happen. Because <laughs> I'm too shy to approach other people unless they approach me first.
0: Right. Ah, oh, man. It's, it's so weird that that's who I am or that's part of what I do now. Because it, at least compared to you know, me as, as a kid... And I was typically uh, spoken of as very shy. It feels like a, like a weird fit for me to see myself as someone who just approaches random strangers and asks if they want to play the game.
1: Yeah. Well, and you'd think that that would be me, right? When, right. But wait, like, not, not you.
0: It's a weird reversal.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I guess I just feel like, you know, when I'm, like, in line or something and I'm playing my DS or whatever, like, I don't want anyone to bother me. <laughs> So I just assume everybody else is like that, too.
0: <laughs> and there are a lot of people playing their 3DSs. Yep. Some some reading books, not as many, definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. I did see a few Kindles.
0: Oh. Hmm.
1: But sometimes, you know, when you're waiting in line in the expo hall, you know, you don't really need to entertain yourself because you can just be entertained by watching other people or watching games and oh, stuff. Oh, man.
0: The people watching is phenomenal.
1: No kidding. Well, especially for me cuz I like to chase people down the hall and take <laughs> pictures of them if they're worthy.
0: If they're worthy.
1: If they're worthy. So, I was going to segue here into my Tumblestone story, which is actually that was probably my favorite game that I played at this PAX. Tumblestone is a an indie game, a match 3 game.
0: Oh, your favorite type.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> God. <laughs> and I've been playing it nonstop. Like, I was having withdrawals at work today. It was oh, terrible. I, I bought it on the show floor, like, immediately. I tried it once, and I was like, oh, I will pay you right now. And they were oh, like, great. You,
0: you straight up bought it right there.
1: Oh, yeah. I straight up bought it right there. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I was really, really into it. So I had stood there in line waiting to play, and I had watched for a while, and Uh, I was just watching the group before me, and I watched them enough to be able to figure out how to play the game, because this particular mode that we were playing... Well, so let me describe the... The game itself is a bunch of blocks that are coming down from the ceiling, and they're all, like, compacted together, like, in one big rectangle, I guess. And you have to shoot three stones of the same color in a row. And if you shoot any other color in between you're like while you're trying to match three already then you suffer consequences i think the dev described it as you shoot one of the same color and a good thing happens and you shoot one of a different color and a bad thing happens so like sometimes it'll restart the game completely sometimes if you're playing in a multiplayer mode it'll just add like blocks to your board Mm -hmm. and obviously like it's growing down so you don't want it to hit the floor because then you'll be out I was watching, and I figured out how to play, and then a group of other guys came up, and they wanted to play, and so I joined their game. Uh, It was me against three other guys, and since I had been standing there watching, I had already figured out how to play, so I easily beat them the first two rounds, (laughs) because they had no idea what they were doing. Schooled. Yep, I schooled them. By then, they had figured out how to play, so (laughs) they kept winning and winning, so it was we eventually got to, like, literally match point where each we were playing to whoever won three games first. And each one of these three guys had won two games and then I had won two games. So it was wow. literally down oh my to God. the last match. And somehow I managed to win. I don't even know how it happened. Oh, I was nice. super stressed out, but I managed to win. And I think that kind of sealed it. I was like, oh, here's my money. Let me just <laughs> throw it at you. Please give me something in return. <laughs>
0: I'm sure that dev was ecstatic that this was the reception to his game.
1: Yep. Well, and so actually, I talked to him yesterday because I was trying to, uh, yesterday being Monday, so the first day after the convention, Mm -hmm. but I had downloaded the game on Steam and I couldn't get it to work. And they actually have, so it's still in alpha right now, so it's a little bit buggy. And the bug that I was experiencing yesterday was that I was selecting things from the menu, like the. The start menu with my mouse and the bug is that if you use your mouse it pretends that you don't have a keyboard so then when you start to play the real game it doesn't know how to play because you're just using my your mouse. mouse so i immediately emailed the dev and was like hi i love this game at pax i bought it and for some reason i can't play it and he emailed me back like within 20 minutes i think
0: oh my god
1: and he was like oh let me tell you about this bug and he was like see if that works if you just select the menu with the mouse with, with the keyboard instead so i did and that worked and then i emailed him back and i was like oh my god thank you so much i <laughs> wanted to play so bad <laughs> so i was super you know impressed with his response time and obviously his game so
0: i'm impressed that you know the day after the convention where i'm sure he's absolutely wiped after demoing this game nonstop for three days and setting up a booth and taking it down that He still has the energy for a 20-minute response time. Mad props.
1: Yeah. Super impressed. But that was definitely one of my highlights.
0: We'll make sure to link TumbleStone in the show notes. Yep. All right. Then I think that wraps up this episode of Swag Tier.
1: Yeah. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll uh, finish wrapping up uh, some of our highlights from PAX.
0: (sighs) Finished. We have barely even dug into it.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm being optimistic.
0: There was just so much good stuff.
1: I know. There was so much good stuff. (laughs) So worth it. My last minute large expenditure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad you came.
1: Me too. Yo, yo. (laughs) 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 No! (laughs) God damn it, Frisbee. Shut up. (laughs) No. No.